Hey guys, on the second episode of 321 Horror, we're talking about The Lodge. Trigger warning, there's suicide, trauma, a dead dog, and a bunch of spoilers. So, get ready. Hey, hey guys. guys, how's it going? Welcome back. Episode number two. Yes, and today, as you guys know, we are going to discuss The Lodge. Yes. A great movie on, oh, I don't even remember, Amazon? Oh. Hulu. 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 On, on Hulu. Yep. Um... Yeah, so hopefully you watched it. If not, it's okay. Maybe, We're gonna spoil maybe it for go you. watch it because we are spoiling. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'll start off. So just like a quick summary of the lodge. Um, so you have two children, um, a father and a mother. They lose their mother. The father's dating somebody else. So the father and mother have separated. So he's dating somebody else. So now it's just the two kids, the dad and the other woman. The kids don't know the other woman. They don't really like her because why would you like, you know. You, you wouldn't like the other woman. You would hate her, yeah. Yeah, so, and he kind of has no respect for their feelings or how they're, like, coping with it or anything like that. So, actually, like, almost immediately after they lose their mother, he wants to go to the mountain house, the mountain house with him. And then they the movie reveals that the other woman is, in fact, one of his patients who he has written a book about. Um, she's been in a cult. He specializes in people who have gone through or survived cults in some way. And he helps them, medicates, talks them through, and also writes books about them. Mm-hmm. She's one of them. Yeah. Um, she's also noticeably younger, throwing it out there. Okay. Um, yeah. But so they all four go to the family's mountain house. Gonna assume it's the mother's house or the mother's family's maybe. Yeah. I don't think he really has I don't think so. anything to do with it. Yeah. Um so basically weird shit starts happening. So the dad does have to leave, he has to go back to work. Weird stuff starts happening. Um everything disappears one night. Okay? They're watching a movie, they wake up the next morning, everything's gone. The woman is on medication for her um mental illness and that's gone as well. Food's gone. Christmas decorations. Christmas decorations are gone. Power's out. None of it makes sense. She thinks the kids have done it. She's blaming them. She's like, I'm going to go to my room when I come back down. This needs to be cleared up. Yeah. I guess she does that. Comes down. Things are gone. Um, It seems that, like, weeks have passed. The dad's supposed to be back in three days, and it seems like it's been three weeks. Um, The clocks clocks, are Yeah, the clocks are set to January 9th. He was supposed to be back Christmas Day. Um... Weird stuff's happening. P- pretty much the lady's going insane. She doesn't have her medication, and they're isolated in this cabin. Like, the three of them who don't get along. Yeah. Pretty much. They hate her. Um, they hate her. The dad shows up. They are in purgatory in this cabin. Um, she wants him to join her, I assume, and she kills him. Um, Think- thinking that... I don't... Mm, yeah, just keep going with the yeah. summary. Because, yeah. Okay. I, I'm trying not to give stuff away in the summary because I want us to be able to go into it. I'm yeah. trying to, like, show you what maybe the trailer is telling you mm-hmm. without you knowing. Um, so, yeah. Kills him to join them, all four of them. Um, and at the end, there's, like, a little tribute to her cult. Yeah. Okay? That's, like, a vague summary because I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's other little things that happen it throughout, but, like... Pretty much. If you didn't watch it, too bad. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the summary. Yeah. Hope you could follow. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I mean, honestly, just go watch the trailer and go watch some, I mean, listen to some summaries that you look up on Google, honestly. Um, uh, cool, cool, cool. So, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 74%. Mm-hmm. Not um, bad. It's not bad at all. I I think we rated it, we rated it higher. So, you yes. gave it. I gave it an 85%. And I gave it an 80%. Um, which is like a little, like a little bit higher than what they had given it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was really good. It's more my style too. Yeah. Um, the exorcism of Emily Rose from last 
uh, episode was maybe more your style. I mean, this one's your style, too, but... I am super into paranormal ghosts. Yeah, and, and like, yeah. And I yeah. think this one was a little bit more my style, and I think that's why I rated it. Um, yeah. 85%. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how many glasses it took us... Mm. Throughout the whole movie, it took you four. Four, for me. Um, it took me three, um, in my defense. I had started drinking way yeah. early in the day. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> um, so, I only had three glasses... Uh, and then, so, typically we do the shit hit the fan, like, at what moment, mm-hmm. what time did that happen? It never really, it, yeah. there's no shock factor, it's a slow burn. And I'd say by the time shit hit the fan, in quotes, in the movie, like, when all the characters realized shit was hitting the fan, we as a viewer knew, sh- knew what had actually happened way before Already. all the characters knew. Gotcha. So, by the time shit hit the fan, in quotes, I was like, yeah, duh. Yeah. But that last character caught on. Yeah. For like me. We weren't confused yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, good, slow burn. Uh, I will say, though, so the tra- we watched the trailer after we watched mm-hmm. the movie. Um, the trailer to us was scarier than the actual movie. It was more attention-grabbing because it had those, like, you know, in this century, there's, like, these weird, like, uh, there's that, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna get excited. The, the moment where she, like, cracks oh. her knuckles and it makes that, like, cracky noise and there's that, like... The violin was like, da-da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. it does all those weird things, so you love it more. Which, again, makes you want to watch the movie, but then you watch the movie, and there's silence. So much silence. Not in a bad way, though, because you're just, you mm-hmm. want... It's stylistic, and like... Exactly. Like, so we watched an interview of one of the the filmmakers, the writers, and she, that's exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, we, we want that silence because... Americans love <laughs> that shock factor and we just don't want to give it to you, but you don't know, you don't know as a viewer if we will give it to you or not. Right. And that's the beauty of it all in all. Um, so yeah, that was not the, and then that's not a bad thing, you know, for trailer versus movie. But the, the, you know, the main themes of the whole movie was grief, trauma, and fear. Because to touch back on like the summary of the movie, um, with grief, the, actual biological mother does die very early on in the movie. Yeah. Um, that that was kind of a shock factor. You weren't expecting it. I, yeah, at all. I was not expecting it. I will go ahead and just, like, let you guys know there is a trigger warning for suicide and... Oh, what was it? Suicide and trauma. The scene, honestly, is really beautiful, I think, right before the mother does commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, because c- basically the dad tells her, like, you know... We're getting married. Yeah. Me and Grace, that's the other woman, are getting married. And she seems, like, not cool, calm, collected. Like, the, she, does, she, she does one of the smiles where she's like, mm-hmm, okay. The way she did it, though, she was just, like, stone-faced. And she goes, okay. And she just walks yeah. away. She gets in her car and goes home and leaves her kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it's and, awful. And she's just, like, I mean, it's really, like, it, the scene's quiet, once again. And she's just, like straightening up magazines on the table she goes to sit down and pour a glass of wine and then before i knew it she's pulled a gun out and she shot herself and like I, in the mouth like in, in the, the mouth face. blood splatters everywhere and to me now i will say like i thank god like it's triggering just to watch it but not like triggering in that way i don't have any relation to that so yeah. i understand if somebody watched that who did then it, you don't you wouldn't like this but Absolutely. i liked it because when stuff like that happens in other movies I know it's going to happen. They give me hints it's going to happen. Like, the character is trying to decide whether they're going to do it or not. And I know that they're thinking that. And so I'm like, oh my god, it's coming. And I start to close my eyes. I couldn't close my eyes. I had to watch it. Yeah. I didn't know it was coming. And I think that's... 
I don't know if that's like, because the screenplay directors are from Austria, so I don't know if that's just like a foreign thing where they want you to see the reality and you don't get to hide from it. Yeah. Because I get to hide from it in like American films usually. Yeah. They, I know they have that build up for you. And I can close my eyes. Yeah. Another little side note that I loved, although again, yes, it's sad because she, you know, committed suicide. The fact that she, the last thing she wanted to do before she died was drink wine. <laughs> I know. I, like, I hate saying that, and I'm so sorry to the viewers, but, like, just the way she so, like, calmly, calm, cool, collected, sat down, poured herself a glass of mm-hmm. wine, took off her her cross necklace, and another thing, she was such a religious woman. There's a cross behind her where she sat as well. A lot of crosses throughout the movie, but, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. notice that until after the movie you said that to me. Um, but Did yeah, she take a was, sip of the wine? She took a sip of the wine, she put it down, she took off her necklace, grabbed her purse, and immediately... And like, it, it was, was like, it, to me, she was like, I don't know, finding a pencil and pad? For, yeah. I had no idea, you and it was so You never thought she would grab that gun and just... Like, she didn't even think about it. No. Just immediate. And kudos to... It gave me some Ari Aster vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. Midsummer Hereditary, for those of you who don't know. Um, the way that it just happened, and, she, you know, the body falls and mm-hmm. just sits there. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it gave me that midsummer vibe of, like, when the parents, with the woman sitting there with the thing in her mouth, mm-hmm. and she's killed herself. Um, so definitely hats off to that. Um, another Ari Aster film that definitely gave our hats off off to The, the Lodge was this bo- bone-chilling slow burn, which is what we saw in an article that we read. Because it was, throughout, there was no shock. I mean, there was, there was a few jumps, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the, I jumped at one, I don't know. But there were a couple... <sighs> Uh, of course, I really jumped when she did that, but... Yeah, but, and the second time I remember you were like, I'm scared, was when the little girl, it was later yeah. in the film, she has to go to the bathroom because they've, they've like, quarantined themselves up in the attic because Grace has lost her mind at that point, but she has to pee, so she goes downstairs. Which I'm like, girl. I was like, pee your pants. Pee your pants, pants. pee out the window, pee in the corner. I would never forgive my sister. Absolutely not. But that's another... Whatever. But yeah, but she goes to the bathroom, she comes out and, like, and Grace comes, like, right behind her. Mm-hmm. She comes out of the dark, and that kind of was scary. Mm-hmm. But honestly, other than that, it was just moments of, like, oh, no. Like, the like, whole, basically the whole time you knew it was no good. Yeah, no good. But, like, nothing ever happened until literally the last... When she shot the husband. When she shot the husband. Yeah. And the ending was just... And the ending was a little unsettling. It was un- yeah, unsettling is the perfect word for this yeah. whole movie. It was just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like I said, hereditary hats off. The Shining was a huge thing that they talked about. Because yes. this, you know, cabin fever, this isolation, this maddening effect that it gives on the brain of, like, I need to get out. And to the point where you could hallucinate, think someone is someone else, kill, like... People kill, like, people over that stuff. It's an actual, I don't know if it's an actual, like, disorder that happens. When I looked it up in an article, it just said cabin fever. It didn't say, like, a syndrome or anything like that. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But, and then going back to the writers or filmmakers, I can't remember who they are. They're kind of, they're they're both Severin Fiala and Veronica um, Franz are, I I think Hollywood pitched them, I, I think the idea or even a script, but they were given rights to um, adjust it and to change it if they wanted. Gotcha. Okay. But they also did Goodnight Mommy, Ugh. which is a German film? Yes. German. I love that. That was my probably my favorite horror film I watched last year. I think yeah. we watched it together. We did, But that was yeah. my favorite. It was beautiful. And some people don't like, you know, foreign films because it's I'm hard to follow. I'm one of them. Follow. I hate subtitles. But that, it was just chef's kiss. Amazing. Amazing. And it gave that vibe off because it's simply two siblings getting revenge on whatever with a woman in a big isolated house. So. So they, they play and like, in one of the interviews, you know, the, um, 
the person asked them, they're like, did you try to not replicate, but did you try to play off of the same ideals as Goodnight Mommy? And they're like, no, we honestly didn't realize it until afterwards, but they, they, they said like, we want to create things that we are entertained by or we're interested in. Yeah. And the major theme is isolation and children. Yeah. Which is interesting. Also, it is interesting. little fun fact, when they asked how they met each other. Oh, God. This is um, weird. The woman, she's a bit older. She, I don't know if she hired him or what happened, but he was the nanny he for was. her kids. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like, the only reason he went over to the house was to watch films. He like, didn't, he, I don't think he got paid. Oh, he said he didn't want to he, get paid. He said all he wanted was for her to rent movies for him to watch. He'd put the kids to bed, watch the movies, and then she'd come home and they'd continue to watch movies together. I don't... It didn't seem like there was any romance or anything involved. No, no, no. It just seems like a very weird, like... Well, and she did make the comment that he lived in the farm, this farm side, like the countryside. And she lived in uh, Vienna. Vienna. So maybe he didn't have a TV and maybe he, you know... You know, whatever. That was his way of watching films. Otherwise, he couldn't do. So yeah, I thought that was a little fun side note because they do scary movies about children and he did that a question that tori had asked me immediately before we even you know watched the movie was is this based off of a true story because i love that <laughs> it's always it just gives you a little bit more of fear yeah that it really instill like automatically i'm like oh this could happen in real life yeah. even though something or did or, yeah yeah um which unfortunately so so in short no it is not based right. on any true one true story but it is based off of little things that have happened in real life for example we all know cults, or if you don't get from under the rock that you live under. Um, cults <laughs> are, like, mass groups of people that are followed by this one person, and they tell you, you know, things. The, I mean... Yeah. They're it, basically... Most of the time, they are a godly figure to yeah. this group. It's religious. It's a religious thing. I mean, personally, if we want to get political, I do think that some people live in a cult under Donald Trump. That's just Ooh. me. <laughs> me too, girl. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Um, but, yeah. Looking up an article based off of this movie, there are two specific cults that were very widely known. Uh, in 1997, 39 people died by poison under the group called Heaven's Gate. And then another one um, in 1978, which is quite the largest. largely known. Mm-hmm. It was 900 people, uh, Jonestown, which... I didn't mention this earlier when we looked that up. I think there's a, mo- a documentary about that on Netflix oh. called Wild Wild Blood Country. You haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Anyways, it's it's about a cult and they all wear red mm-hmm. and whatever. But yeah, so that kind of was a tip off for this cult that Grace had grown up in. Her father mm-hmm. was the leader of this group. A question that we, you know, I still guess teetered on even before we started recording was did she do this because she killed them? Did she kill everyone? Did she, was she not ready to die? She yeah. filmed it. There's a scene where she filmed it. And I don't know it. if I said in my summary, I think I did, maybe not, but in the cult she was in, they had a mass suicide and she's the only survivor. I don't know if I said that. So that's what we're saying. We don't know if everyone committed suicide and she knew it was wrong and didn't do it or if she did it. Because like you were saying, there's exactly. a weird thing yeah. where she's filming yeah, so you're like, all these dead people what? and she's alive. And she's not crying or scared. She looks very no, somber. Looks, yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting question and I guess it's left up for interpretation because we never found anything on that. Like, I guess so. I mean, in the end, so I guess I'll just go ahead and explain the ending. So in the end, she kills the dad and then she brings the dad's lifeless body to the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And then she brings the two children. She starts singing the song that has been showing up throughout the film that her father sang to the cult mm-hmm. um, or had the cult sing all together. Yeah. And then um, one of the sacri- sacrificial things they did, or not sacrificial, sorry, um, religious things. That, I don't know. 
once you died, you had duct tape over your mouth that, that said sin. sin. Yeah. And she put that duct tape on her own mouth. and on their mouth as well. Yeah. But there's only two bullets in the gun. So to me, in the beginning, when the original cult committed suicide, everyone else had duct tape with sin, but she did not. So she didn't intend to die there, but at the end scene, they all three have sin duct tape, but there's only two bullets. So I I don't know why she put the duct tape on herself. Maybe because in her head she's dead. Well, but now in her her head, all three of them were dead. I just had a light bulb. I don't know if she ever imagined the dad, his name's Richard. I don't know if she thought that he would be there. So maybe that bullet was meant for her and she was trying to prove to Richard in that moment, hey, we're in purgatory. You're not real. Shoot you. For some reason, she's so fucked up, she's not getting it. Sorry for my language. <laughs> and then the two bullets were left for, you know, uh, Aiden and Mia. Mm-hmm. And it, the the one that sh- that killed Richard was, some, like, supposed to be for her? I don't know. She did this weird thing. So when Richard, the father, comes in, she tells him, uh, we're all dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in trouble for what we did. Um, basically, I think she feels oh. guilt for killing the wife. Yeah, the line that I love so much, she said, uh, my 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 being has left the vehicle. Or I have I've left, exited the be- I've vehicle. I've exited the vehicle. And I was like, that's a great line. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then she shoots herself with an, with a, it's blank. It's a blank. And yeah. she said, see? And I, I, I honestly still don't get that. I'm like, see, yeah. see what? See Showing that, you- that she's already dead? Like, is it, is like, like in her head, in her like, head, did a bullet hit her? I don't I, know. I have this weird feeling. She knows in the original cult, she let everyone commit suicide and she didn't. And I have a feeling she knew it was blank for her. You think she was that smart? And she has three bullets. One for the dad and See, two for the kids. I think that you're giving her more credit for being sinister. I don't think, I think she literally genuinely lost her mind and that but was why just was a, it blank? And why did she survive that first cold? Because she wanted to escape, you think, maybe? Well, she another didn't question, want to be a part of it? I guess another question to go back on is, how did they die in the cold? Did it say? And they didn't say, I didn't specify. Because the they two, were all, The two that you brought up, the Heaven's Gate and the Jonestown were all poisoned. Um, poison. Yeah. So I don't, we don't know. Okay, yeah, because I, I don't know if we talked about this, but the scene that it shows of where the kids realize that she was in a cult, it's this recording of her videoing walking up on these people and they have these like diamond shaped purple satin things over their bodies and she pulls one and it's a dead woman with uh the tape over her mouth that says sin so yeah and there's no there's no blood there's no nothing so you would assume so did she kill them i don't know i really don't i don't i don't think she i think that she's innocent really well yeah in the end we're gonna ask a question you know for the viewers and for ourselves I do think that she is just really mentally ill and she lost her, she lost her medicine and she lost her mind and yeah, it is what it is. I mean, to be raised and brought up and all you know is this, we, at one point in time, we're going to have to kill ourselves to be, this is righteous act of our true love for God. Mm -hmm. Like, I And I also, I, I remembered, I also had this thought that maybe she um, is the chosen one for their group. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't really know how cults work, but I'm wondering if, like, she survived the first one so that she, sh- she could go on and continue the tradition. And her continuing the tradition was in this new family, maybe? Yeah. I, I'm not sure, but um, that was just a thought. Again, one of the views of the cult, no, you're good. Cult is the, yeah, 
sorry. Truth behind the film, it being the two cults in real life. And then also going back on that cabin fever situation, mm-hmm. um, which happened in The Shining. Um, but also, apparently, this happens in real life. Uh, I saw two oh, yeah. instances of, in 2013, a 14-year-old shot his, it, it was his foster father. Um, but it was because they were stuck in a cabin together in a snowstorm, and they lost their minds. I don't know if it was the same kind of situation where the lights went out, no water, no food, and they just kind of hallucinated. But that's what happened. And then also in 2018, a researcher stabbed his colleague because of, yeah. you know, craziness. And not to be like, <laughs> we don't have it as hard as that, I know. But not to be, but just think about how you guys felt. And again, it was not this bad, but I'm just saying, think about how you felt during quarantine with a phone, with TV, with AC, with food, with your family, with games, with movie. Like, and we still felt a little empty. Yeah. Can you imagine? Nothing. Nothing. You don't have a phone. You don't have AC. You don't have lights. You don't have TV, movies, food. And you can't go outside you can't, because it's, there's a blizzard. Yeah. You're going to lose you, your mind. You don't have anything. We thought we were losing our mind and we're a little selfish and a little spoiled. Yeah. But imagine nothing. Yeah. Like, I can't really blame them. And people, some, some people have survived that. It's absolutely yeah. bonkers to me. But so, yeah, yeah, so moving on to, uh, we talked about this last time, we like to talk about the acting and the special effects of things. So if you want to yeah. touch on so acting. Yeah, so the acting. We had a couple of um, good names. We had, well, Riley Keough is not, not that popular in my mind, but she was in Magic Mike. She was the sister. <laughs> um, woohoo! Uh, Jaden Martell, he's in It. Um, Leah McHugh, uh, she's actually, like, a newer actress. I really didn't know anything she was in. And Alicia Silverstone is the mom who committed suicide. So, look, little cameo. Yeah. For those I, of you who don't know, she was the main girl in Clueless. Bingo. So. <laughs> I, um, I, I thought the acting was really good. I thought it was very realistic. Um, the kids did a great job. Uh, Riley Keough did a really amazing job. I mean, she went, like, mentally insane. So, she did a great job, too. Yeah. I... Uh, kudos to them. There was nothing that I necessarily didn't believe. As soon as she, like, had reached her limit, she was, like, putting her knees in hot coils. She was, like, walking in the snow. She even tried to leave the house to go find the dad. And I don't know. I I, I did believe everything. I don't think that anything was, like, pushing. The kids really um, were really good to me. And then later in the interviews, I was like, oh, damn. They're older than I thought. Yeah. Well, and I liked... their acting was so believable because they were act they were acting in a like they were putting on a facade to the girl that like mm-hmm. what's happening we've lost our stuff like we don't know what's yeah. going on our phones are dead but in actuality you knew just exactly what's going on and it was really cool because in the in the interviews uh Riley Keough was not allowed to hang out with um Jaden or Leah Jaden and Leah would go like they said they would go uh, ice skating rock climbing they play board games with the um even with the uh, director and Riley wasn't allowed she had to like stay away so it helped create that like um sibling bond on mm-hmm. screen and that that distance yeah it's the three of them in a cabin alone yeah they don't know her, and they don't know her in real life, and they don't like her. Yeah. Not necessarily they don't like her in real life, but yeah, in the well, movie. They said in the interview, they were like, yeah, after we, like, wrapped filming, like, they, they got to know each yeah. other, and they were like, oh, she's actually really cool. Yeah. But even in the interview, it was, like, five minutes in, and we're both looking at each other, Tori and I, and we're like, have they not met each other before? Like, they were so, it was they seemed awkward. uncomfortable together. Uncomfortable. But it's, it was for the movie, and that's, that's called, I guess, method acting, mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, you cannot associate with this woman. You hate yeah. this woman. And all she wants to do is love love you. Mm-hmm. I, again, because, you know, I think she was a, you know, a 
positive character for the most part. <sighs> I don't know. I she lacked her. some maternal traits, but yeah, she did lack some maternal traits for sure. And they did say that in one of the explained videos mm-hmm. we watched. She just, de- yeah, she yeah. definitely lacked that. But again, not her fault. But I give, I don't like method acting can go wrong. One hundred percent, I agree with that. However, I don't think it's wrong in healthy, um, like in a healthy way. Like I don't think that was wrong. I think that was probably very efficient, and it definitely relayed on screen. Mm-hmm. The the siblings. Ah, I'll take that back. I was gonna say the siblings didn't seem that close, but. They really did, because when they lost their mom, the dad was... He's an awful father, guys, and we'll get to that later, but I very much so dislike him. Yeah. And the older brother was really there for his sister when they lost their mom. So, yeah, yeah, the, yeah it showed on screen, so I think they did a good job. It definitely did. And, yeah, to touch on the, go- the dad, he just... He's so selfish and not mm-hmm. to say that once you become a parent you have to throw your life away for your kids but but you those are your kids and you have to be there for them and you have to love them listen. and support them and six months after the death of their mother he's like i were grace and i are getting married we're going to this lodge mm-hmm. that i for the most part we think that we is think it her side of the, the family's mothers. house that's just that's all a little messed up to me mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I understand some people just cannot give that, like, sympathy to people. Maybe that's just how he is. But those are your kids. Yeah. You have the, to. And, and they did not, they said, no, even the son said, fuck you, I'm not going to that mountain house. Next yeah. scene, they're on the road on the way to the mountain house. Yeah. And they're, I mean, he is, I guess, I don't know his age in that He movie. looks about 14, I'd 15. say young teens, yeah. And she had to have been, what, 9 or 10? Yeah, she was pretty young. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. It was just, Yeah. And the thing is, is he doesn't play a big role in the movie Mm-mm. at all. He, you know, he comes in, he's in the beginning, he leaves. The whole time when things go downhill in this lodge, he's not there. Yeah. Like, at all. And then he comes back right, like, that last scene where he dies. Yep. So, yeah, he was an awful character. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I in another interview, they talked about, we watched a lot of interviews, you know, because we're movie buffs. Um <laughs> They talked about how Im- improvisation, they did some sequences. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that. that's right. They yeah. were, oh, ooh, they filmed in sequence, which yeah. is really cool because you can't always do that. But they were able to do it because they were on, they were on set with a blizzard. Like, mm-hmm. it was all real. So, it's just this vast snowy field. Yeah. Okay, that's easy. Whatever. And then there's three characters in basically two rooms... Mostly. For the most part. Two it's a huge cabin, yeah. but only a few rooms. Only a few rooms... So they were able to film in sequence. So they didn't have, like, they were able to build their energy, their emotion, their terror, their horror, their fears together as a cohesive group. Oh God, right. Can we turn our uh, phones off in the building? Oh my God. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they were able to build all that cohesively and in sequence, which is really cool because you cannot always do that. That's like a, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So kudos to that director and those yeah. actors too, honestly. The actors, yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, so for special effects, there weren't really any crazy special effects, uh, like there were in, uh, Emily Rose. Right. There were that many in that one either. But anyways, uh, the two that I like to touch on, I guess, was, you know, the suicide. It was very jarring with Alicia Silverstone, um, just because it's so, like, you don't have time to look away. Like, it's in your face. You don't have that moment to put your hands up on your eyes. Like, you have to watch it, um, and I don't know if that was a CG. I mean, I feel like with gunshots like that and the way that it, like, pops the head back mm-hmm. and falls, it is a CGI of some sort because you, I don't know. It's, yeah. I don't know how they do that, but amazing for them. Claps, claps. <laughs> um, and then there was a little bit of makeup on 
great Riley Grace's yeah. uh, face. It was very realistic. She got constant nosebleeds throughout the film, and then towards the end, it was so cold, it kind of dried up on her mouth. Um, and then you could see the frostbite on her mm-hmm. nose. There was a moment of where uh, uh, Aiden tries to hang himself, uh, but then Ooh. shows that it's not real. That was, I guess, a special effect, but... Because the like, first three seconds, you're like, oh my gosh, he hung himself. But then he lifts his head, and he's like, see? Like, I'm not dead. Other than that, though, nothing. Have we... I know my summary... I think... I, oh, I guess we'll reveal it later. Have we told you guys... Have we told them the kids did it all? I don't think... We didn't... No, we haven't really specified that. No. They... I guess we can ask the question now. Yeah. Um, who do we feel more bad for? The kids or uh, Grace? Because pretty much, guys... These kids hated her, and it was all a joke. And a plan. They planned this they shit planned elaborately. This shit. So, oh my god, and we forgot. I feel like this is so poorly executed. No, we forgot the dollhouse. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Literally. Guys. We're so excited about telling you every single thing. And there's so much about this there's movie. There's so much. Okay, so, in the summary, I don't want to spoil it, because I just wanted you to be able to watch it if you wanted to. But these kids planned this whole entire thing. Yeah. The electricity going out, no food, no clothes, no... Uh, TV, nothing, no phones, no anything. They planned everything like this. Yeah, they hid it in like the basement. And a lot of the th- a lot of the moments in the movie were mirrored in a dollhouse in their house. Um, a lot of the uh, articles say Aiden did it. It was in Mia's room. I don't know, but um, a lot of the articles say Aiden did it. And so like when the mother passed away. They arranged the dolls of the dad and the boy. Kind of like voodoo dolls is what I thought And of. they look exactly like them. dressed up dressed up like them. Yeah. They arranged the dolls to be praying around a picture of the mom. So that was one instance. They showed a picture of Aiden's character hanging. And then they showed a, um image of um, Grace's character, Mia, and Aiden dead in the living room. So when you saw the characters dead in the living room was six months before they went to the cabin. Yeah. Which was before their mother's funeral. Yeah. So, these kids were planning this joke six months prior. Prior. But... Maybe before. It was still... Some of it was still active. I don't know what it took for the dad. Because mm-hmm. the dad, yes, had been talking to the younger daughter. Um, but she had been lying to him the whole time, saying they'd been having a great time and ice yep. skating and making pancakes and blah, 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 whatever. But he went up into her room by happenstance while he was home and noticed what mm-hmm. the, you know, display was in this dollhouse. And, and was it like, was the three of them dead in the living room. Yeah. And he was like... I need to get back. Mm-hmm. And mind you, it's a six-hour drive back to the lodge. So, like, yeah, a lot of time goes by. But, yeah, this whole this whole dollhouse, which I... The way I said that was really weird. Dollhouse. Dollhouse <laughs> was really interesting the way that they, like, shot it. I want to say even in the beginning of the film, it's, like, the first, like, bit that mm-hmm. you see. And then Alicia Silverstone comes Walks into the in, window. And you see her huge eye. And you're like, oh, fuck. This is this a, a dollhouse. Doll <laughs> so, yeah. It was yeah. really cool. It was really cool. But the fact that they've... I just had a thought. How did the dad know to pick up cues from a dollhouse? Because t- for me, an outside eye who doesn't know that this dollhouse is voodoo just sees dolls laying around a room. It did not look like they were dead to me, personally. No. It looked like one of them was laying watching TV, one was on the floor watching TV, and one was on the couch watching TV. So I'm wondering. Well, maybe if he knew. Okay, what were you going to say? Sorry. I'm just wondering, does this family know that they like have this tendency to mirror their moments in their dollhouse exactly like i was like maybe he typically the dolls are set up in any way shape like somehow Mm -hmm. they are alive and well and sitting and he just knows from mia that if they're all laying like that Mm -hmm. something's wrong 
Or yeah. why, I guess, you know, because the mom died, he, uh, Mia took the mom doll with her everywhere. But maybe he questioned, well, why aren't the other dolls with her? Why mm-hmm. didn't she take them all? I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that yet. Yeah. But it was enough for him to be like, something's wrong. Because otherwise, yeah. I don't know if he would have gone in time. Because he didn't go yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah. He was still, he still had to work. Yeah. So I don't know. And... And they planned a lot. Like, there was an obituary of all three of them, written, printed. They recorded videos of the um, father of the cult, or the god oh, of yeah, the cult. Oh, yeah, they put it in the attic, and it you could hear it. And he was saying, repent, repent your sins. Repent your sins. Repent your sins. Terrifying. Um, they, there was, okay, so in a Christmas present from Mia to um, her father, she did a bunch of home videos with the whole family. Uh-huh. And one of the scenes was all of them making... Snow angels and the the deceased mother was in them. Yeah. Well, there's a moment in the film where there's hundreds. Yeah. She was like, I heard a vo- I heard a noise, and so they go to look around. The door opens by itself, which we now know that it was probably Aiden. Right. And they go to look out the window, and there's like a hundred snow angels in this like blank area of snow outside. So they did all of that. They took that time. This was an accident. I think it was coincidental. So Grace did have a dog in the movie. So another trigger warning: there is a dead dog. In the movie. Yeah. The dog goes missing. I guess it runs out and it dies. Like free, frostbite freezes. Down. Yeah. But I think, I think uh, Mia was the one that opened that door and let the dog out. Yeah. Which, that's messed up. Like, again, back to that question. Who do we feel more bad for? The, <sighs> gra- uh, what's your name? Grace or, or the, the kids? kids? Yeah. I, at, well, at first. At first, I felt really bad for the kids because I didn't realize that we knew they had been playing this for so long. Yeah. I can now obviously acknowledge like that's very fucked up. It's not okay. I try to think of it like I feel bad for her. I do. Ultimately it's a dad's fault and I can't not let go of that but whatever. Between the two of them I do feel bad for the kids. It is a very fucked up joke. They are sick. I don't know they and it shouldn't matter but I don't know they knew what they were playing with. I don't think they realized how sick, sick she was. She or she could get without her pills. My thing is, you know what? I feel bad for her because my thing is do all of this but leave her medicine. Why did you take her medicine away? Well, I thought about that. In my head, I was like, okay, so they take everything else but leave her pills. Mm-hmm. She's going to know that they're playing with her. They had, to, they had to get the pills gone. So I understand if I'm thinking of like the sinister yeah. kids have to get rid of everything. They had to. They had mm-hmm. to get rid of every single evidence that they were ever there prior. So if the pills were still there, she wouldn't have known. Yeah, I know. It's sickening. But I, like, the whole time, I I felt bad for her. I mean, with what she had dealt with growing up, really messed up. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that she was trying to put, apparently in all the articles, she had no idea. Like, she was trying to put her past behind her and free herself from the cult previously. And she was trying, like, you know, she was seeing a therapist who, I guess, decided to fall in love with her and try to marry her messed up dad's the worst moving on not doing your job literally don't like you don't want to marry your patients don't do that <sighs> moving on sorry i'm having some aggression <laughs> yeah and I then what you're saying and, and then, then like, tricking her and making her believe we're all dead i'm gonna hang myself from the ceiling that's to the other thing guys they had to research false rigging yeah they had to research how to do that and they had to do it absolutely honestly like, i agree with you i do feel bad for her and like and it's I, I not will say, even i said i did say that they i think the kids deserved everything they got i definitely don't deserve no. that their father got shot and their mother killed herself and that they're probably getting killed they're probably maybe. gonna die too but don't don't do that mess with people like like you don't and, mess with a crazy yeah. person you don't see a homeless person on the street that is maybe mentally ill and mess with them like 
You don't yeah. know what you're in for. And I don't think, and I don't think that they realized how sick she was. I don't think that, and like, me as an adult, I, she did not, they, I, as far as we know, there was no cheating that went on. I think they separated and he found someone new. As far as we know, that's what it was. And honestly, yeah. who wants to be the other woman? No one. But if you're the other woman that hasn't cheated, like, okay. Like, as an adult, I can realize, okay, you found someone new. I think, as a child, like, you you took my dad away from me, and then you killed my mom. I, I think that's as far as they think. And I'm yeah. not trying to, like, give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm just trying to think, like, they Why? think differently. Yeah. They they don't understand the repercussions, you know. Well, yeah. It's, it's a you, it's an eye for an eye. You yeah. took my mom, I'm gonna kill you. I mean, and they might have had that instinct of, we want her to die. Die, yeah. Or maybe want, like, they wanted her to go we out want and dad. Maybe they didn't want dad involved at all, which obviously not. Maybe they want dad to be so, like, miserable and sad that he lost her. Yeah. and Yeah, because I think I do feel like they hated the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is so much to unpack in this movie. Yeah. And I still feel like there is more that we could, you know, dive into and figure out. Um, it's just so dense. Yeah. The story, the sto- like, it, there's the story that we see. And then there's the past. And there's the future. What happened? We don't know. We will never know Mm-mm. what happened to those kids. I assume Ever. they die. It was never even... And they probably want that, but it was never yeah. even said in the interviews. Yeah. Um, but then what happens to her? That's another question. Yeah. Well, will she question, die? Yeah. Or will she get in that car, because it's got gas in it, and leave and start again? And start again. And th- they made a really cool point. They were like, are you going to take it literally that in her life cycle, everyone dies and she survives? Are you going to take it figuratively that she helped those children repent for what they had done to her mm. before releasing her? Wow. Yeah. So. I, that's a good way to end that. Because, yeah. yeah. I they had know. to repent for their sins if you're, you know, religious in any yeah. way, I guess. Because <laughs> what they did was yeah. unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the lodge. That's it, guys. I know we rambled and rambled about I it. Know, but it there was, was a just... little, like, unorganized. <laughs> Next time we'll be better. Yeah, we will be better. We're just, you know, we're getting into this. Work with us, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. And stay tuned for our next episode. Love you. Bye. Bye. For the next episode, we will be talking about Megan is Missing. We've seen many TikToks and we are very interested. Stay tuned.